0: Welcome to this, another episode of Ask an Assistant. I'm your host, Jess Lindgren, and today we are going to talk about your host, Jess Lindgren. Who the heck am I? What am I doing here? What are we talking about? Let's find out. So uh, who I am. Uh, My name is Jess. I live in Southern California with my husband, Bob, and our three cats. Uh, We both spent the first 30-odd years of our lives living in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and other parts of the state, but by and large, Minneapolis. And uh, currently, my husband and I are professional auntie and uncle to nine wonderful nieces and nephews who are the absolute pride and joy and Lights of our lives. Uh, we cannot say enough great things about being professional, auntie and uncle. We just love it so much. Uh, also, when uh, travel and events are a thing, we are really big. We we love to travel, you know, at the drop of a hat, not having children of our own, just having some fat, sassy house cats at home. We can hire a pet sitter for the weekend when travel is advisable. Uh, At the time of recording, it is April 2021. We're just hopefully at the tail end of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, My husband and I have felt very uh, grounded, I guess you could say, very, 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 very put in place, very kept in our place. And uh, our thousand square foot condo that we chose three years ago when we lived a much more mobile lifestyle was fantastic when we didn't spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week for months and months at a time in the house together. We've definitely made it work. Somehow we like each other even more than we did at the beginning of all this. So we're going to call it a success. But we are very much looking forward to getting our freedom of movement back, whether that's just kind of traipsing around San Diego or going to more exotic locations. We love lots of different destinations around the United States. We have plenty of friends in Europe that we are desperately missing and cannot wait to go see. So as soon as travel is a thing again, huge, huge travel Nerd over here. Cannot wait to do some more road trips around Southern California. There are really gorgeous state parks, national parks, monuments, that kind of thing that I cannot wait to see. And uh, I also really love hosting and producing events. I love a good dinner party with family and friends, throwing a birthday party. I love an engagement party. I love a baby shower, a bridal shower, Uh, any kind of event that kind of caps out at like 25-ish people, maybe 50. That's kind of my sweet spot. Anything bigger than that. And I do really love working then with an event planner who has the time and bandwidth to devote to that. But any kind of small, intimate events, I just, I love that so much. I, even on my travels, I used to host little tiny events of my own called Caffeine and Correspondence. I would meet up at coffee shops all around the world and bring stationery, and stamps, and just get together with whoever would show up, and have a little letter writing party, and get to know some folks. So I've met a lot of really great people through my travels, through hosting and producing events, and I really can't wait to get back to that when all of this is over. Uh, Already touched on the fact we currently live in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Wouldn't trade that for the world. And um, yeah, so that's kind of me, on the personal side. Oh, and I will say too, I am on a mission to find the world's best, tastiest, most fantastic dark chocolate that is dairy free, lactose intolerant. Uh, that is one of my my great pleasures in this world is finding dark chocolate. So on those travels, my favorite travel souvenir is getting especially a locally sourced, locally produced, locally distributed, what have you. As long as it's local to the area that I'm at, I am always going to bring some of that dark chocolate home as a souvenir. Uh, Working my way through the world, if you have any recommendations, hit me up. I would love to know. And uh, without further ado, let's get into some of the professional stuff. I have been an administrative professional for the better part of 18 years. That is almost two decades, and my goodness, that makes me feel old. But it also makes me feel very accomplished and very proud of the career that I have created for myself over the last nearly two decades. It's cool. I will I will say it a couple of more times out loud and feel much more confident and comfortable with it the more that I go on. So 18 years, and over those 18 years, my career has spanned a mix in no particular order of being a receptionist, an administrative assistant, a personal assistant, an executive assistant, and even a stint as an office manager. It's often a mix. So for instance, when I was the office manager at a company, I was also supporting the three senior most executives in that office. Or right now in my role as an executive assistant, there's a small personal component. I would say about 10% of the work that I do is personal for my current executive. And then I'm also doing a lot of office manager slash HR slash accounting type stuff because we are just a company of two me and my executive. And, you know, I handle everything from invoicing, so accounts payable, accounts receivable. Thankfully, we do have an actual accountant who does the books, you know, so like reconciling everything at the end of the month, filing taxes. I don't have to do that, but I am very involved in the annual process of scheduling the meetings for the tax prep and tax strategy and attending those calls so that I understand how our business finances are doing. I thankfully did not have to choose, oh no, this year I actually did get to choose our health benefits. Um, so I'm our benefits administrator. I do our health benefits, dental benefits, 401k, just kind of touch on a lot of different areas in addition to my executive assistant. So I would say right now my split is kind of five to 10% personal I would say 40% business operations, and then the other 50% executive support. So just kind of the miscellaneous day-to-day scheduling. And again, when travel becomes a thing, a lot of travel logistics and support. Uh, My executive does a lot of speaking and personal appearances. Uh, He's also an author, So handling all of the different projects that come along with being an author, making sure that we have copies in stock of his various books, making sure if someone has placed a large order for some of those books that they get invoiced for the books, that the books actually arrive where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be, getting boxes of them at a time signed. Uh, We did recently switch to book plates. We will talk about that in a future episode. Not going to dig too deep into that today, but just to kind of give you a you know, kind of a, a broad overview. Again, I would say 10% personal, 40% business operations, and then 50% executive support is kind of my, my current mix of everything that I do. So again, a lot of those administrative roles, you might technically have the title of one, but kind of be crossing over into some different functional areas. And that's totally normal. And it's really great. Like for me personally, I don't love it when days are the same. Or when you say, okay, well, it's Monday, it's invoicing day. Okay. It's Tuesday. It's inventory day. It's the third Friday of the month. It's, you know, I I like a lot more variety than that. And uh, being an executive assistant definitely affords a lot of that kind of firefighting throughout the week. It's a lot of putting out little fires when they come up. It's a lot of prioritizing throughout the week. What's more important? What's more time sensitive? What can wait? And I just really love getting to flex all of those muscles on any given week. Um, The way that I came to where I am now, so I would say the first 10 years of my career, I was working in offices, like in a physical office space where I needed to be there at a set time, Monday through Friday, have a set, reasonably set, because anybody who is an administrative professional knows that a set lunchtime is a luxury that very few of us are afforded. (laughs) And um, the first 10 years of that, just, I'm I'm not a morning person, I found out, very, very quickly. So it was always a struggle, especially if I was considered... um, like let's say the office manager, and I needed to be there first to open the office in the morning. You know, a 7.30, 8 a.m. start is kind of pushing it for me. Like I can be places at eight, but I kind of start to do my best work noon, early afternoon, maybe two o'clock. I would say two o'clock is really when I start to do my best, most focused, most productive work. So being physically in an office, was not great or easy for me. Um, I really loved the work that I was doing most of the time, but needing to be at a place at a time. Uh, I think the last role that I had before I went freelance, my executive wouldn't roll in until, oh, I don't know, 10, 11, noon most days, but always expected me to be there at 7.30 or 8. And then I would end up staying late to compensate for the fact that they hadn't come in until 10, 11, noon. And when I should have been done with the day at four thirty, five o'clock, more than one day a week, probably two to three days a week, I was there until 6, 7, eight o'clock at night. And that just really didn't work for me. After I had forced myself to get out of bed, catch a bus early enough to go downtown to be at the office by 8 when he quote-unquote needed me to be there, And then I was getting stuck there after hours. Didn't really work for me. Um, Toward the end of that role as well, a lot of times I found myself, there, there were definitely weeks where I did work a full 40 hours, but definitely weeks where I was working 15, maybe 20, and just kind of feeling like an insurance policy. Like, I'm there if you need me. And I'm very functional and very effective if you need me, but just kind of sitting around not doing much if you don't need me. So I started spending my time reading a lot of the Internet. Uh, Google Reader, rest in peace, Google Reader, you are forever missed. Um, Spent a lot of time on Google Reader absorbing things like Seth Gold Seth Godin has a really great blog that's been around for a long time. I was reading a lot of life hacker, a lot of entrepreneur magazine and folks whose names are still pretty big in the business sphere so kind of back when they were getting their start and publishing to all those various outlets. It was really great to kind of get the framework of doing my own thing. And it just kind of became more and more feasible. Also, I had 10 years of being an executive assistant under my belt. So watching people run their businesses well, watching people sometimes run their businesses poorly or at the very least making decisions that I wouldn't make if it were my company. And so after several months of the staying late and having to drag myself to the office super early and you know, just like seeing decisions being made that didn't really work for me and feeling like an insurance policy. I just said, you know what, if this company that I'm working for can make $50 million a year, I can make $50,000. i am pretty sure I can figure that out. So without much of a plan in place, uh, again, touching back on those, uh, the Entrepreneur, the Life Hacker magazines, I started to see all these trends emerge. And it was basically figure out what you're going to do make a website telling people what you're going to do, and then actually tell people what you're going to do. So I ended up quitting my job. I gave them three months notice because hiring a good executive assistant is, it's hard to do. And it just, the end of the year felt like a really good time for me. It was the end of 2013 leading into 2014. And Giving notice in September gave me through October, November, December to kind of end the year really nicely and then start 2014 fresh. I sent an email to everybody I knew. If I'd emailed you once, you got a note from me. And it basically just said, hey, everybody, life update. I'm quitting my job, throwing a party. You should come. And here's why I'm throwing that party and what I'm going to do now that I'm just kind of throwing caution to the wind and starting my own thing. I am a freelance executive assistant. Here's a list of, I don't know, half a dozen things that I know how to do. Do you need a replacement receptionist for a week? Do you need a holiday party for your company of 50 people? Do you need someone to come through and organize your supply closet and then audit what you have versus what you need and do a big supply order for you? One-off projects, ongoing projects, I'm here for you. If there's something that you need that's not on that list, ask me. And I guarantee if I can't do it, I know somebody who can. And about five minutes after I sent that email out, I got an email from this wonderful woman named Mindy. And she said, hey, Jess, we have a job for you. And it turns out that they had been working with this gentleman. He at the time was a blogger, podcaster, and that's about it. Um, He didn't have anything for sale. He just taught people how to do online business, and that was it. And we set up a meeting and really hit it off, and they hired me to do a one-off email project. I was to come in and clean out the email inbox, get us down to inbox zero, and once the inbox zero was maintained, he asked me, he said, Hey, Jess, now that you've tamed this inbox for me, could I hire you to hang around and keep it? at Inbox Zero. And eight years later, I'm still working with him. And my husband and I have moved from Minneapolis to Southern California. And that definitely influenced our decision. Uh, Eight years ago, when I started working with him, it was just kind of a, oh, ha ha, I have this client in California, maybe someday we'll move there. And then we totally did. And it's been fantastic. Um, that's me. I've been in this entrepreneurial sphere for the last eight years and maybe nine if you count my research year. And uh, I've just kind of always been behind the scenes. And I really feel like with this podcast, I'm ready to step out from behind the curtain and help everybody. I've, I've kind of really been nervous because I know how much work goes into supporting a podcast, producing a podcast. It is just me right now. I don't have a production team other than my cats who are currently locked out of the bedroom while I sit in this closet recording this episode for all of you, but they're not super tech savvy. So currently just me. I've been putting this off for years and now I just, ready or not, here it comes. So I really want to help everybody who's out there listening to become more efficient and effective. And I do want to stop right there and say that this is not hustle culture. This is not grind culture. I'm not going to teach you how to be better and faster at what you do so that you can do more. I love sleeping in. I love staying up late. I love playing video games. I love doing yoga. I love reading. I love riding my bike. I love doing anything that isn't my full-time job. I also love my full-time job. But I really love doing the stuff that my full-time job helps me pay my bills so that I can do yoga and video games and reading books and riding bikes and hanging out with my nieces and nephews and eating fancy dark chocolate all over the world. So... That being said, I would so love it if you were to join me here, askanassistant.com. You can look at your favorite podcasting app. Personally, I am very partial to Overcast on my iOS device. Uh, Askanassistant.com, ask your questions. I don't have a show without you, so please don't be shy. No question is too small. No situation is too tangled that we can't untangle it. And I do really want to stress that the only stupid question is the question that you don't ask. This is a safe, judgment-free zone. I am here to help, and I would just love it if you ask some questions. So... I think I've asked you that about three times now. So please go do it. Following the marketing rules, ask somebody three times and give them the information, askanassistant.com. I would love to see you on Instagram at askanassistant and we can connect there. So until next time, I do want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much to everybody who has supported me over the last eight years in my career and in my current executive assistant role. You all know who you are. Everyone who is part of the SPI community who has supported me from day one and been amazing. You are a large part. Like My CEO is fantastic, but the people that he attracts are the actual best like just so kind and so caring and i wouldn't still be with my executive if his fans his super fans weren't as amazing as they are so thank you to all of you for listening thank you so much to my husband and our three cats vinyasa thumbs spot and george for all the production support and until next time i want to encourage you all to uh, drink some water call your grandma and take care